Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sporting 160 EM podcast. Today we're on episode 142, and unfortunately we are not joined by Aaron Barton from Proxy Mutual Nugger, as he is not feeling too well. So we just hope he feels better and hope he gets the rest, and and we'll probably do one with him next week or the week after. Um, but of course, as always, we have the main man, Chris. Man, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Yeah, we got we got two very very interesting games to talk about. A lot of content to dissect, and uh, yeah, mixed mixed feeling. I'm mixed feeling mixed about everything, um, and also feel better, Aaron. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, and I am your host, as always, uh, Sam Fonseca. Um, feel free to follow us on Twitter. It's on the screen there. Um, we're going to kick off with definitely the most controversial topic um, that's over, definitely over the last week. You know, everyone's been talking about it, even mainstream news. So let me get up the tab. And that is Bruno Cavallo getting expelled from the Big Brother house. Uh, Chris, what, what were your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing is just... My true take on all of this is that I think that they're they're doing him dirty, and I think that it's I think it's a trap that you would think people would have maybe learned from the first trap that they may have been tricked into, but obviously this is incredibly less significant. But I just honestly want for the man to be able to live like a normal life, and. It just seems impossible, bro. It seems impossible. It seems like he's just got too many people out for him that he just can never do anything. Yeah, definitely. I, I, that, I feel bad for the guy. But he seems to be enjoying life. He's a DJ now. I can see he's uh, got a gig in Lisbon, I think, as early as, as next weekend. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully, like, he'll probably get brushed under the carpet and no one will really remember this guy, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, I mean, I don't think he should be, like, you know, held accountable legally or, or anything like that. I think it's, they're playing a, a fucking, they're playing a fucking TV game show, you know? I think that that yeah. kind of gets lost in the conversation. Which, yeah, I mean, the man is perfect for reality TV, and they still do it dirty. Yeah. Uh, all sarcasm aside, um, the actual main talking point, which we'll get onto, is um, the Sporting vs. Porto game. Obviously, you can see there a bunch of yellow reds, which we'll get into. But first, let's talk about the actual game. So, as you can see, in goal, we had Adan in net. We had Quartes in Asio Fadal. Esgayo coming in for a suspended Pedro Porro. Matthews Rice, Matthews Nunes, uh, Ugarte, who was surprisingly, I think, um, uh, got the signing spot over Joao Polinho. Pablo Sarabia, Nuno Santos, and Paulinho getting one of the goals. Nuno Santos getting the other. Um, Chris... I mean, disappointing considering with 2 0 up, but what were your overall thoughts on the game? Yeah, uh, it's a game that's that that's littered with with Kazus all over. Um, just like putting all of those aside, um, I feel like um, the game itself. Like, I definitely feel like going up to nothing as early as we did. We're certainly fortunate. Um, Porto definitely came into the game with more gas. Um, they like, I mean, Porto honestly could have scored in the first five minutes. Um, maybe it's a different game. 
um, Paulinho has a chance. They turn the ball over in like the fifth minute, and Paulinho actually has a great look on goal. These games are always weird, but um, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe you could say that that one goal was maybe we deserved one goal, but I, I think going in two one up at half, being up one goal was was maybe fair, maybe a little undeserved, maybe it should have been tied, but. I mean, as far as, like, the ref and everything, the second half, like, was obviously immediately tainted um, because of the red card, which came in the 48th minute. I mean, that pretty much set sporting in their, the way that they were going to play the rest of the game, which was obviously more conservative, more defensively, up two goals because of two great breaks in the first half. Now we're down to 10 men. We're on the road. Let's see if we can hold out. And... They nearly did, um, but just not enough, not enough in the end. I don't, like, I guess we can analyze, like, each individual Kazu, like, the biggest ones at least. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, Juan Pinedo was, was out of his element. Obviously, like, that type of atmosphere, the coaches, the way they are, there's pressure on him, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, like you said, up until that's that um the red card or second yellow, it was all. I thought we were strong. I thought definitely in the first ten minutes of what Porto looked better than us. They had like three opportunities on goal. Um, mm-hmm. lucky two big saves from um Dan in sort of the first five minutes. Um, and I I think like I I love Paulinho. I've not made that a secret, but I think in big games, he definitely does step it up. I think ever since Limani's come in as well, he's, he's probably a reason why he stepped up too. Um, and I think he he had a, a great performance. Nuno Santos as well. Um, I, I thought he was he was fantastic. Um, especially from, from Pot being injured, for Nuno Santos to come in and, and score that goal. Like I thought that was game done, obviously up until the second jello. But in terms of the hot, basically the game before the 55th minute, which I think was when Quarters got sent off, we played fantastically. I didn't see any, any major concerns. I thought Ugarte came in and held his own. I thought, Other than um, conceding two minutes after we score the second goal. It's always frustrating to concede right after you score. But Fabio Vieta cut us up, played a great through yeah. ball, got it back. First time, bottom corner. I mean, it's a great goal. Yeah, that was one of the goals you could look at, and it's like it's not really anyone's fault. It's just like it, he's, he's going to shoot and he's going to score. It's going to happen. Like it's going to happen one way or another. It wasn't anyone to blame. I thought as guy from much shit he gets on Twitter, he had a solid game up until you know, you know, like even then, I still thought he was good. Um, but yeah, I think we should probably. I'll try and find the pictures the best I can to talk about. Um, the I feel like a lot if you're listening at this point, I feel like you know a lot of these incidents. Like I've seen the Coats yellow cards. I, I probably watched them like each 30 times. Um there's an Eva Nilsson. There's actually an Eva Nilsson dive in the 10th minute, uh when Gonzalo Inasi was clearing the ball that Ojogu actually on the cover said Tribunal uh Unanim uh should be a, a penalty, and I'm looking at this play, and I'm just like, "Not there's just nothing there." Um, yeah, V Sports has all the kazus if you want to go through and like look at them individually. 
Mateus Reyes' yellow card in the first minute. Looking back on Mateus Reyes' uh, yellow, I'm like, oh, my God, we're getting a yellow within 30 seconds. But he's coming so recklessly. That was he's 100% yellow card. Yeah. He's extended his arm into the back of his head. I mean, it's a yellow card, even though it's within 30 seconds. That and I – obviously, the first yellow against Wise was never yellow card. No. And the more you watch so, it, the more you think that it should be a yellow card on Taremi, even. And even you know, even at the red, we've seen Debato and Brigands to be sent off for standing yeah, on a yeah. so I'm not saying yeah. what Taremi did was deliberate by any means, because it wasn't. You could tell it wasn't. But, like, I mean, got to keep up with the standard refereeing. But I have said, even when it was Porter versus the real, I said, if you're going to put, uh, if a defender puts a hand on a player's back or tugs his arm as he's through, that's always a yellow card, especially in this league. And I think Coates should have known better. I'm not saying it's his fault, but he should have known better being on yellow card. Evan Ilson was was through, but he wasn't through on goal. We stared for Dahl, and um, I think it was for Dahl, and actually it might be for Dahl, and there's a guy on either side. So I, I don't think it's going to be a guaranteed goal. But that was definitely a second yellow, but the first one was never. Um, it's still a soft and, yellow, but it's just it's on par for this league, you know? Yeah, it's saying that that I that pretty much happens every game. Um, the second one, I guess. What what would you say is was in, in chronological order? It goes Coates and then so Matthew's race with the middle finger to Concesao. Yeah, the middle finger was probably after. It was definitely after Coates. <laughs> um, yeah, he's lucky to finish the game, and Pep is lucky to finish the game. Um, they actually Pep ended up getting sent off after the game, but my man could have definitely been sent off during the game. I don't know how he yeah. hasn't been sent off in like club for a club in over a decade. That's like seems inconceivable. <laughs> he hasn't played yeah. in Portugal all those years either, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so thing is, Matthias writes they said he is not got a suspension yet. They are still reviewing and seeing if it is. It will be. If you considered. get suspended for grabbing your nuts, you definitely get suspended for doing that. And also, a Gimedanch player did that and got suspended. Um, yeah, he's getting a game or two, like for sure. Yeah, but whenever that happens, because they said Nuno Santos is one, I think it was three weeks ago now, where he put a, where he swore an Everton on TV and you could tell oh, yeah, what he was yeah, saying. Yeah. Still under review. Um, as well, um, but that okay. one's got to be on the back burner now. <laughs> I, I don't. I feel like they'll come in some way and just be like, "Oh yeah, this that, that could be the one of the ones that comes in in like a year." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the, think about the Polina one that's just come through as well. It take it doesn't take any time yeah. at all um, to come by. And let me get my other. Uh, I've just got an image. I wanted to get your takes on it, which was the Pepe incident, which sort of sparked the the mass brawl at the end. I'll see if I can get the right. Oh, the, the what a what a play by João Paulinho to save the game, to save our season. Yeah, right there. I he doesn't he kick him in the face. I've watched it so many times. He does not kick him in the face. He kicks the ball. It's a great play. What did he so? If you want this to be a foul, the only foul it could be is uh, obstruction. So, uh, indirect free kick from, from like, the one-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, 
It's not a high foot because this is what I disagreed with. Porto fans are worth saying high foot, but like bicycle kicks are high foots then. It's a professional player. That's the most annoying call in soccer when is a high boot. Especially when you're just bring your foot up to settle the ball down and there's like not really anyone that close to you. It's like come Yeah, on, what man. is he supposed to do? What just let Pepe header because he can't go. Yeah, he's just supposed to let him score, dude. He's supposed to let him score. <laughs> and yeah, after that 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 pretty much And then like, and then when he's obviously Pep is still laying there on the ground for like uh, five for like a couple minutes, and eventually someone goes over and is like, "Get the fuck up!" And then he's involved, you know, all of a sudden. But his actions to Hugo Viana were were out of control, dude. He was actually out of control in that moment. Hugo Viana did not really do anything. He just kind of happened to cross paths with him at the wrong moment. If that was someone else, he would have just done the same thing to them too. The difference yeah. is, Hugo Viana is going to give it back a little bit. He's not just gonna, Take it. The whole reason Hugo Viana's out there is to get inside the fracas. You know, he's Hugo Viana's a guy that enjoys getting in there. You know, he's a former player. Like he, he's one, into this. Let me laugh. As well, I think it was Carlos Fernandez before the the corner was even taken. Carlos Fernandez oh, yeah. was in the field, bro. Yeah, he, he was, was on the field giving well. instructions to Adan. That was absurd. I mean, it was it was funny, but I was I I, I was like, well, what are you doing over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, remember when Nelson Pereira did that uh, for Repatricio? He like went behind the goal and was like telling him which way the the PK was gonna go or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that was that, but even more extreme because he was like literally in the field. <laughs> yeah, he went. He pretended like he was like part of the medical team, you know, and went over with them to like tend to Fidal, and then he's like giving instructions to Adon. I mean, good try, but. <laughs> I forgot to mention, okay, this is a big point as well. If you weren't aware of people listening or watching, we hosted a space, what, 10 minutes after, if that? Yeah, yeah, maybe a little 20, like right after. Yeah, we had uh, one of my friends who's a sporting fan, Diogo, came in and he did a lot of the talking. A Porto friend of mine called Jose came in that did a lot of the talking. From out of nowhere, a, a senior marketing official in communications for sporting came in started shouting at my friend Diogo because he said it would be like anti Diogo towards the end, which is a hundred percent true. If you even watch Fadal in the end, <laughs> yeah, he goes off the pitch and comes back on. <laughs> There's like, no shame, man. Yeah, we're trying to shit house the fucking result. We have ten men. Yeah, it's okay exactly. to just admit things that are true. <laughs> he started like proper screaming at Diogo, and Diogo was like, "Why are you talking to me like that?" And then yeah, the guy that was crazy with the Rodrigo Rocket, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the one. And if, I'm not sure if you heard it at the time. He actually called a Sporting Lisbon instead of Sporting Club Portugal as well. So Ooh, Rodrigo? Yeah, so this, this big communication director. <laughs> Dude, that's the translation, I guess, right? I don't know. Is that what that means? That... <laughs> but, like, at one point, I think we had 180 people in that. Yeah, place. no, it was, yeah, it was popping oh. at a certain point. And that was when he joined. And, like... I, I'm basically just saying that I'm obviously it's, this is not a bash on the administration, but that is so unprofessional. Like, if, if that is any other job in the world, like imagine, like a, bro, a, that a literally it is his job, though. Like he's doing he's doing the thing that he's paid to do amazingly by doing that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, and I he was mean, just hopping. Yeah. He was hopping because there was probably like four spaces. At, like that I saw at least like sporting ones 
like bigger ones. Um, and he was just going from one to the other. So do you like if you were in other spaces, like let us know if Rodrigo Raquette was just like shouting at people he he disagreed with. <laughs> yeah, and like he the funny thing, it didn't chuck the Porter fan who was there because I I will say one thing, and this isn't like to big us up, but. I saw some of the other spaces. It was just all sporting fans. We had, I think, three Porto fans at one point. We had Jose and a guy called Miguel and someone else. I can't remember the name of my head. Like, we were open. We weren't just like, oh, yeah, sporting this, sporting this, sporting this. We were quite... We didn't have any hidden agendas, as, as people like to say. But um, I, I, I thought that, that was good to have that open conversation. And that's why um, Aaron Barton was going to be here because obviously he's a neutral. He doesn't support anyone in, in the, the Portuguese league. So he'd just come in and give a, a neutral perspective. Because this this was a big thing. I saw it on English news, American news. It was This was worldwide. Like, you don't usually see like an extended brawl like that with that many reds. Like you don't see it that much. What was crazy as well, if you think usually about it. Usually gets diffused. Yeah. If you think about it, Nuno Santos is a prime candidate that gets it off anywhere. Nothing. Like, I'm not saying he should have got one, by the way. Sergio Costa-Sal was the fucking peacemaker. You go back and I'll, I'll give him I'll give him the credit. He was telling his players to go away. So was Amarim. Like, Yo, he's that. suing Verandas for what? Slander? Yeah. For, he said for saying he, he that. Because he's saying that he... Yeah. Well, he was saying that he was part of the entourage that waited for him or chased him down to the tunnel. And, uh, spiked his phone and wallet, as he says. Um, Quote-unquote, Porto Mafia, Victor Bahia, um, the guy who got... Um, um, the Porto, Porto TV guy. Uh, Rui Correa? Care- yeah, something like Rui that. Correa? Carceda, something like that. Yeah. And there's one guy who who tabatted Chokesland, which I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, the bald guy. Cul-de-sac guy. Yes, that was it. Um... Oh yeah, um, and in top on top of everything, um, so we we alluded to it. The battle gets sent off for, uh, in my defence, and obviously I'm going to be a bit biased. I saw that Porter guy choke Inacio first, hands around the throat. And we want to talk about players with players with reputation. Zuno Santos, player with reputation. This Didi Jint from Porto is always at the centre of these types of things, man. Like, he's a reputation dirigent in my eyes. Yeah, and Tabata's got a dope I know he's got a red card here or there, like, this season, but nothing, nothing. about it was yeah. dirty. Unlucky, yeah. really, for him on those. Yeah, and then, so that sparked a mass brawl between, I think it was Ottavio and, like, the, the securities. And this is what is, is crazy, and this is pretty much what made news. I'm going to see if I can find a, a screenshot of it. We had the stewards or the match ball people, ball boy, whatever. One of them threw a chair, a, a literal yeah. chair, at yeah. Matthias Nunes, which is absolutely crazy. Um, and also, he gave Matthews race a slap. And the funniest thing about that is when he slapped Matthews race, and Matthews race turned and went like that, you just see him all scutter. And it's just like, if that doesn't Who, start uh, I'll you. in general... No, 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 the, the ball boys. One of them slapped oh, him. Like, the ball in the back boy. Oh, head. yeah, slapping around, slapping around. <laughs> and he just went like that, and they all fucking went back. But, um, like, I, I don't. Porto said they were like subcontractors, like, they're not a part of the team. They're hired externally, blah, blah, blah. 
And like, I don't know how football works in that aspect, but I assume it would be Porto will hire these people. And if if this is the case, Porto should suspend them for life, not just being a, a match for sure, but from the stadium. In, in my opinion. It, it's still unclear to me, like, what even their job is. Because they're not, like, security staff, are they? Or are they security staff? Some people are saying oh. they're the ball boys. It's like, ball boys are, like, 10 years old. I saw a picture of this guy. He's, like, 35. He's a grown-ass man, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> he, so, I don't, they're not, they weren't stewards. I know that for a fact, because stewards wear yellow, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, what, what the fuck is he? What I the only thing I think, do you know when sporting play they have the people like hold the flags and they've got like bibs mm. and yeah, yeah. So he's maybe just something like, like on field festivity shit or just like they run, you know how they put the tarp on then they run and take it off, that type of shit. Okay. Possible, yeah. Yeah, so so in all in all, when I get the tweet up and I find it, um reported by Pedro uh Spadula first, who is if you don't follow him on Twitter, by the way, good follow. Um transfer news, everything. Um, he reports um, that Kalina gets suspended for three games, if I'm correct. I'm just trying to find the correct... Yeah, it's three, team. and Marchesin two, I think. Yeah, Kalina three, Marchesin um, two. Even though, Which means okay, Kalina misses the Porto game the, for the Cup, yes. leg one. And I will say... Polina slapped him in the face. That is yeah. completely fair enough. I will, I will say a three-game suspension. It seemed like more of a like a like a like a poke in the face or like an eye poke or something. Like a Ric Flair eye poke from back in the day. Yeah, it's, yeah. I feel like that's more more of that than a slap. But yeah, he can't it's putting his hands in his face. You know. <laughs> yeah. So there. So there was that. Um, Pepe, who was uh, like we said, kicked Hugo Piana. Suspended indefinitely, but suspended Which by no torso cameras. Himself, no, yet to see. Only we've only seen like torso up angles of that. I would love to see the pep kick underneath because it definitely happened. Like it definitely happened. It's one yeah. of these angles with like a circle and they zoom in. Like it's gonna come out one of these days. Like some angle that we haven't seen yet because I don't think we've seen that yet. Yeah. So so Polini three games. Tabata suspended until further notice. So that will be done. That's only for domestic competitions. That's why we saw him play yesterday. Um, and then Kawate is one game suspension, which I don't know why they're upholding, to be honest. But um, what were your thoughts on, like, so the suspension in general? With Kawate's and Polina, I know we, we touched on it just a bit there, but are you saying they're fair suspensions? I think the only I one I look Kawhi's... at and say fair is Polina, to be honest. Uh, I, for me, do you think Marchesin and Pelina should be getting the same suspension? Do you think their offenses are equivalent? Yo, Juicebox, I... send me a DM about that. I have no idea what that is, but I'm very interested. <laughs> but, um, so I don't include Tabata in that one because obviously that's an investigation that's different. I, that's fine. But like Pelina, yeah, I, I would say Pelina and Marchesin. I only saw Pelina slapping. My, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't see. Much as in, I know he was probably talking, but I didn't see any sort of aggression. Well, there must have been to get a two game suspension, but I don't, Who, did you uh, see anything? From... In? Yeah, I think he kicked somebody or shoved somebody. I think Pelina responded to whatever he did first because okay. after Pelina does it, they are not together again, you know. So I think. It might have been maybe it was something related to Pep being on the ground or something, 
I think it was one of the initial things. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's fucking sucks, man, for for him to miss that game. But also, bro, well, I guess we'll talk about it. Like, is Pelinga out of form? Like, is Ugart starting the game? That game? He started this game. Like, it's not like I that. I. I actually had a theory as well because it's pretty much confirmed by record and Abola, who are the two like okay, Ojogo hasn't said anything, I don't know. But that plane is gone in the summer, pretty much. We've sold him and you got he's probably or you got your Braganza, you assume it's gonna be you got he's gonna Yeah, he'll be sold for thirty million to Wolverhampton Wanderers on like June first. Which is upsetting because then I can't support him because I cannot stand that club for obvious reasons maybe 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 he'll go somewhere else so we can keep rooting for him but there's got to be at least a 35 percent chance he goes to wolves (laughs) let me go let me go to like an arsenal a united maybe something like that oh i would be great if he went to united yeah but i think ronaldo might bounce because he's gonna come here right so yeah (laughs) wishful thinking i think but um, (laughs) so there is one other thing I want to talk about as well, and it's actually James remind me of it. Did you think that Taremi fouled Fadal? No. I agree. I think it's definitely a physical I think it's, like, jump. But However, Fadal does get kicked in the face on the play. when he, I think when he scoots his ass into the field, that should have been a foul. And then they got the corner yeah. kick and the pep clearance off the line from Pelinga. That you say he got kicked in the face, though. He got kicked in the face by Inacio, to be fair. Really? It was Inacio? Yeah, Inacio went they to kicked the, him in the face and cleared it and then kicked Fadal in the face. Oh, my God. I, couldn't, I didn't even know. I just saw him get kicked in the face. I assumed it was the Porto player. No. Because the Porto player is, the, is sticking his leg in there, too, right? Yeah. The, the one I thought was a foul... Like... I've not seen any. I don't think the Fidal one is a foul because I don't think Taremi's arm is extended. I think Taremi is obviously coming for, for like, if you're coming at the, if you're attacking the ball versus you're backing into it, you're going to be able to like jump higher, get the momentum more. Um, and his arms literally against his body. And then the arm that's against his body hits Fidal in the back of the head. It's like, what is the man supposed to do? He can't do anything. He's supposed to put his arm behind his back and jump with his arms behind his back. Like, it's unreasonable. Um, he literally did what he could. But if his arm's like this, it's a different story. But it wasn't. It was against his body. The one thing I thought was a foul, I don't, I've not seen any more replays about it since it happened. But on that counter where they went in swords, I'm sure Slimani got fouled up the pitch. Because I think they mm. dispossessed him from behind. And pushed him over, and I was I was sure that was a foul at the time. And I, when they were looking at the VAR, that's what I thought they were looking at. But it was actually the elbow, which I didn't see at first. Yeah. But did, did you? Do you I'll go back that? and look at that. I don't recall. I'll have to go back and look at that. But yeah, um, there is okay. So, Verandas at the end of the game had his phone destroyed or lost or thrown by members of the Porto Mafia. Um, he uh, allegedly. So do you think it went down? Do you think they slapped it out of his hand and then kicked it away, or do you I think, think they so. grabbed it and ran? I think they grabbed it and just threw it. Or do you I think they know. spiked it? A big scuffle ensued and they just forgot about it, type thing, you know? I think they must have thrown it. They must have taken it yeah. and just thrown it as just, far as they. Do you think someone picked it up and just like obliterated it? 
Yeah, like what's it called in NFL, like a like spiking. Yeah, yeah, spiking. <laughs> yeah, like that. But he allegedly, because I don't want to be sued either. Allegedly, it was uh, the team of Sergio Cotasal with the Bahia, the guy from Porto TV, and the guy got choked, which again his name forgets. But like this is will only happen in Portugal. If this was the game between United and City, Spurs, Arsenal. I would even say Celtic and Rangers, which is like one of the most fierce rivalries in the world. Even like a River Plate Boca Juniors, <laughs> this shit does not. Nah, happen. You, it sometimes this shit happens in like South America. Sometimes still. I know it is crazy, <laughs> but like people bringing guns and shit. So maybe that was too far. <laughs> but, but the other ones, I agree with. <laughs> we've also got one that was sort of swept under the rug. Um, Pagano left his watch in the locker room and was unable to recover it. Like a Rolex or something, dude. <laughs> Or like an Apple Watch or something like that. But like, <laughs> I think so. For that one, we we can't say it was stolen because he forgot it. Like, yeah, that's, that's but it's definitely been it's been it's been sold. Yeah, it's been sold or like you saw. I saw someone reply to I tweet the tweet and said like a janitor is rocking a brand new watch right now. And like, yeah, that's probably a realistic possibility too. And pretty much the. The last thing, which is, I think it's going to take a bit, is us speaking about. Um, oh, I just want to say, I yeah, I want to just say that. Oh, what, what were you going to say? Well, because I was going to say, this is post game comments. Yeah, there was just one part of that that I didn't appreciate, but I guess you're gone. You know, Go for percent. it. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, like, so. Like, do I disagree with, like, the sentiment of what he's saying? Like, this is how it's been for 40 years. These guys, this is how they act. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I don't disagree with that. But, like, I don't I don't want anyone to get it twisted that the entire thing, it's like, all right, bro, like, his advisors, the people that he's, like, talks to, that he trusts, he's like, all right, you're going to go in there. You're going to rip Porto, you're going to rip the refs, and then you're going to storm out after 40 seconds, right? Like, it's not, like, it's all planned out, right? Not saying that he didn't execute it well or whatever, but, like, it, it was all planned out. But what the thing that he said about the ball boy incident with Mateus Reis, where he's like, and they're coming, to, these guys are going to be coming to Alvalade um, in, like, a month or whatever, and or, or we'll be coming back here in a month or whatever, um, if they want to put members of the clocks as ball boys or, you know, stewards, go for it. Um, which is just, it's a veiled shot at the clocks trying to say that the guy who shoved Mateus race is like an undercover clock member. That's why he's down there. Obviously he's acting violent because we know how all clock members like to act violent. So it's just like, dude, why do you need to say that, man? Why do you need it? it just I, I don't appreciate that, bro. It's like it's a comment meant to just piss off me and members of the clocks and other people um, who, who who think like that. But it's just annoying, dude. It's like we're ripping Porto. Good. We're ripping Porto. We're ripping the ref. OK. And now we got to shit on the clocks, too. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that when he said it as well. But I, I like you said, the overall sentiment I agree with saying that, like, I mean, what annoys me, right? This is where I'm going to go a bit of a rant. He says all this shit about you know, the cost of being a bandit and being like being in trouble for 40 years and like this is what we're used to. Then why did you help them get out of debt 
when we gave them Rodrigo Fernandez and we. Why did you sit in, in the box this an hour ago? You were sitting in the in the box, you know. Literally, just if you're gonna say something, I don't know what like if they have to sit there because I know he's done it with Rui Costa and and other presidents before, but like the main thing I have you you helped you helped the so called bandit. The way I see it, if you work with a bandit. You become a bandit. If I help someone steal, like if I help someone who's a thief, it just comes across I'm, a lot I'm cheaper. Also... You know, it's like, yeah, we can properly identify that people are bandits. But then if you just are chilling with them, it's like, wait, what? Wait, what is? What is that? What's up with that, man? What are you then? <laughs> I don't understand why he couldn't have done that deal with like any other team. Like, even in my, <laughs> I hate to say it, like Benfica would probably be a better one to do that with, or like. Can't we do it with like a Guimarães or a familiar cat or just something like that? I mean, Guimarães did it with Porto, so Guimarães was looking to do it. Why couldn't we just have done it with Guimarães, right? Yeah, but um, and the last thing I personally want to touch on is so after the game, Conceição, Pinot Costa, blah blah, blah Ben referees last year, Basta, whatever. And I just find it this is for Steph as well because I feel like if he was here, he'd say it. It is so rich from a team who is let's say okay. Found innocent of a Peter Dorado, even though there was evidence, loads of it, recordings of it, to talk but saying people are bribing referees or referees aren't on your side is so stupid and so crazy that a, t- a team like that, especially a team with thugs like Pepe, Otavio. And, and here's another thing, day, Sam. It'd be different if it was like, okay, bro, that happened, but that was 24, 20 years ago. It's like, it's the same motherfucking people in charge. Nothing happened to them, and they're all still there. So it's literally the same people. That's why, you know, it just makes it even crazier. They got a points deduction, even though the league was already won. Like, not, <laughs> not mathematically, but it was already won. They got a points that was it, six points or something like that, for fixing Portuguese football for how long? 10, 15, 20 years, six points? Is that all it was worth to use six points? And like when you look at match fixing scandals, Dude, everyone Darby knows County it. got a 21 point reduction this season for like finance mishandling. <laughs> but like even like you could say, oh, they're never demote Porto because they bring in so much income. Syria demoted Juventus, who's the mo- one of the most successful teams in Italy, because they did that. Fair enough, it was the Serie B when it should have been like C or Benfica's are getting themselves, by the way, into the exact same situation because there's seems like there's documented evidence of like wiring money and conversations with referees. Yeah, <laughs> what's gonna happen? Um, probably some, something similar to Pizza Torado. They're gonna lose like six points this season when like they're already out of everything. <laughs> Or they'll just sweep it under the rug, like emails yeah. and vouchers and giving gifts yeah. to referees were. But like, I just, I, Porto just infuriate me because they are the most corrupt team. Anyway, what I was saying was like, they relegated Juventus, who's the, the most successful team, one of the most. And then that made news, still makes news today when people talk about it. Everyone knows of the Calcio Felix scandal. But if you say, oh, if you heard about the Porto scandal to anyone who is like remotely likes football, they're like, no, what's that? Because it was so swept under the rug. They by... largely got away with it, yeah. They got away with it. The, the league covered for them. The government covered, covered covered for them. It's just like, and then they're like, oh, the refs are against us. And like, you know, the cost that mate, you literally bribe referees with prostitutes and, and money. Like, <sighs> anyway, rant over. I, I don't know if you wanted to add anything on no, this. No, it's, it's, a, it's a good rant. I agree with everything. 
I agree with this comment as well. Just like, just zero. They're, they're literally the Porter Mafia is a great way to describe them because they're all they're all t- think they're tough guys. The, what it reminds the, me of like t- online people who like talk shit online and then yeah, they're all home. it's a it's a yeah, they're all hold me back, bros. You know, um, you, even Pepe is supposed to be like a hard nut. Every time you look at him, he'll get aggressive for two seconds. As soon as someone makes contact with his head, down. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's an an aggressive. He gets aggressive to like to draw the dive. Just just an ad on that rant. How many Porto fans just do not acknowledge if either ever happened? And like, this is what again I'm going back to it. But like, you can trace back every single set success Porto's had over the, the last twenty odd years, including that Champions League to Peter Dorado. Because if you don't if you don't win the leagues, you don't get the money to buy the players they did. Deco. Um, like I, I can't remember who they bought, but like they they had an expensive squad. All those players they bought was because of corrupt dealings, and even before that, league titles they won because of corrupt dealings. Everything could be traced from what up till was it twenty eleven or like twenty ten? Was that when uh, it was sort of the time? Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah because yeah around there. I would definitely say, or say for sure mid two thousands for sure. Yeah, so like Juventus, they had every like trophy they had like gone, but they the league still recognized Porto as being the most successful club. But you have to look at it because they cheated is why they're there. Like like I said, the Champions League, everyone Porto talks about. Oh, on the Champions League in two thousand four, but you don't mention the scandal that pretty much won that for you. And like I'm not going to obviously is a great achievement winning Champions League, and they had a great team. But how much of it can you trace back to match fixing? Because it is. You get money for winning leagues. You get revenue for winning leagues. You get advertisements, uh, commercial dealings. You get more clubs interested in your players because it looks like they do better. But it always linked back to that. And I just cannot stand for if you couldn't already tell. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a terrible victim complex that really makes them like uh, really, really annoying. And like yeah. weirdly, like unwarrantedly self righteous. <laughs> but in, in terms of the actual game, let's get back to that. Your who was your man of the match for Sporting's team, at least? Mm, um, I thought Sarabia had a good game. Um, I thought. I mean, Paulinho had a good game for sure, uh, but I, I think I gave my last man of the match to Sadabia, so I'll go. I'll give it to Little Paul. Scored a goal. Yeah, I played well. I'm torn between Paulinho and I. I thought Nuno Santos played really well, especially on on the second goal. Like the build up, the build up play in general was just fantastic. But like the fin- that finish as well is much more difficult than he made it out to be. So is the just... so is the uh, the touch from Sarabia to cut it back first time. Yes. Well, yeah. On a full sprint. Like I said, I was also impressed with Esgai, but I'm not going to give him man of the match. I don't think he was he was worth that. He had a stinker a yesterday, time. but he was solid against Porto. <laughs> yeah. So I will go with. I think I'll go. I actually go with Paulinho as well, just because I love him too much. But that actually is another draw, which makes us... The last time there was a definitive winner in the league was July of 2020, and that's when Porto beat a newly... I think a newly presented Amarim. 
if I'm correct. Um, and that was the last time they beat us. So nearly, so nearly two years to the day. Well, let's say one and a half since they've beaten us. We've beaten them obviously in Tasta Liga and Tasta Portugal, but in terms of league, Amarim still cannot beat Porto with with a sporting team. Um, but hopefully that will come. Is 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 that is that is it for this year? You have to wait till next season to. If I'm reading, even still here, by the way. Um, I think you will be. <laughs> I mean, I hope so, but like you have to remember that many nights. It's possible. Still it's always for manager. Possible. Yeah. But yeah. Um, okay, let's move on from that game because we've got an unfortunate game to talk about, and that is a five-nil thumping that we had yesterday against uh, Manchester City. Which make, what what's making me laugh about this goal point image right here is that the, the man of the match. Of the match. <laughs> yes, dude, it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's <so> funny. <laughs> dude, no one has like above a four or five, <laughs> and he just like didn't was wasn't on the field to get his score low enough, so he just won man of the match. <laughs> so, in goal, a Dan Court, and then we have Quartes and Asio Matis race requires Guy Matis Nunes, Polina Poro. Pedro Gonzalez, who is back from injury, um, Sarabia and Paulinho. Um, you've got a Tabata Slimani, and for some reason, Neto in the 82nd minute came on. But, Chris, <laughs> I mean, there's not really much to say, but what were your thoughts? Um, it sucked. And it, it, it sucked for... It sucked because it just felt like we didn't even... We didn't even put up the fight that... that that this game warranted they just they were you know pedestrian for manchester city and they're just they're just scoring they're just free scoring Quats is making it like a, a he's losing his footing on the grass like they're, they're getting like a free goal they're getting like an marginal offsides call to go their way yeah i mean it's just really tough uh when like everything is going your way, basically in a game where you needed everything to go right, everything went wrong. So, so yeah. so far from where it needed to be. Yeah, I mean, completely agree. Um, we never, basically, we never, we literally, we we didn't really reach the goal that much. Like, yeah, like there was that first chance that is, I st- I've not yeah, seen it. Since. The first five minutes, the first five minutes. And the almost chance, the ball from Saravia to Ezgaya, who maybe if he ex- ex- slides, maybe extends. Because I've not seen a different angle of that, because believe it or not, the other five goals trumped a, a maybe sporting goal. But like the, when I first <laughs> saw it, I was like, if he extends his foot, I'm sure that's like, obviously we see it from a different camera angle. Yeah. But I'm sure if he just extends his foot, it, it's on target at least. But, um, but yeah, obviously... I don't think anyone expected this to win realistically. And like that, that like for some people, like people will say, Oh, you can never expect to lose to me. It doesn't make you any less of a fan. If you're also saying, Oh yeah, we're definitely going to, this is in my opinion, the best team in Europe, a best team, one of the best Premier League teams of all time. When you look at it, if you look at player by player and manager, one of the best Premier League teams of all time. Now currently, I'm pretty sure they're running away with the Premier League at the moment. No one yeah, even they have close like ten, like a ten point advantage. I think the only time they lost was to, I think it was to Crystal Palace, which was like a two 0 That was like the only time they've lost. And I mean, 
they are a great team, but I think people are, like I didn't expect to to win, but I also didn't expect to lose by five. And maybe that show nothing at any point. Yeah, maybe that's and show more, less more than nothing at some points. Yeah, the, the thing is, right? I didn't even think the first half. I know we conceded four, but I I genuinely don't think we played that bad. Mike Wright was with the pitch. How many players were slipping? But it only seemed like our team was slipping. Kawhi slipped on the third goal. It was only Matisse race. Inacio slipped. Inacio took a shot to the nuts, by the way, on that, that third or fourth goal. Yeah. Like, so many players were slipping. I don't know if... was it. I don't think it was raining, so I, you can't even use that excuse. But I don't know. Like, they've been talking about renovating the pitch, and they've done it, like, twice already this season. But whatever they've done... Sport Relva, fuck you. Yeah, they've just kept slipping all over the place. But um, in t- in terms of individual performances, I generally just thought it was Pedro Porro and 10. Matheus Nunes had some standout moments, but I don't think he was that. I generally don't think it was, it was worth a... F- like, everyone was saying... Like, what did Pep Guardiola say? He's the best midfielder in the world right now? Or something no, like he's, that? No, he said he's... <laughs> I can't remember what he, he said. He's an exceptional player. I saw everyone say he's the best in the world. I saw the post-match interview. He didn't say. It. He just said he's yeah, an exceptional player. Yeah, just a player. bad translation. You're just getting yeah. spread. <laughs> yeah, he said it in English as well, which was weird because obviously the, the guy who interviewed him was was, was Portuguese. But yeah, yeah, he said he was a, an exceptional player. But um, I don't think he played uh, amazing. Um, and, I, and I'm looking like a Dan. I thought was obviously we mentioned before the the goal that was offside. Adam was poor, man. I don't think he was was that bad. The fourth goal, Sterling's goal. Actually, that might have been the fifth. Sterling's goal, no chance. No I don't care okay, who's in net, not being saved. But on even on the Kawad goal, even on the Kawad goal, he doesn't look great. And he's also conceded a shocker on the Bernardo Silva goal that they've luckily ruled out for offside. They had six shots on target at five goals. If that Bernardo Silva goal stands, it's like seven on six. If, if you're in goal, that it's just not a good look. Obviously, the Sterling goal is a banger. The deflection kind of leaves him helpless. But like what we said, like like I said earlier, if we if we're gonna come up with a result here or like make this a game, he needs to have six big saves. I don't yeah. think he had any today. You know. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But I, I thought the Sterling goal had no chance. I thought and it's like we've seen him, bro. We've seen him. But recent, I saw people saying recently. Then we have conceded a lot of goals recently, um, and we've definitely gone through stretches where we've been like, "Yo, we just ten goal, ten game stretches concede like one goal, two goals." Last season, it's like, even yeah. it's like he is good with like difficult shots, but the ones that he should be saving are the ones that usually are the ones that go in for him. He used to scare me with his feet. He almost never scares me with his feet anymore. Yeah. But I thought so Sterling's goal, he had no chance to save him. But not just the second goal or the first one, which is on the volley. I don't think he had a chance in hell. That was just a, a massive strike. And that was the one goal I didn't think anyone was at fault for either, just because, and the Sterling one, obviously. But, like, I didn't think we played awful, but Pot was so bad. We the chances we had. He got like one chance on a break, him. and it's like he did. He opted to try to take one more guy on instead of just ripping it, and then we got yeah, nothing he, out of it. He literally just could have shot, and instead he, he tried to take on Ruben Diaz, who is one of the best defenders in the world. <laughs> who, who, by the way, he was already passed. Uh, uh, like he was passed, passed there. 
and then he just turned back into him. Um, and just like he was so pot was awful. Four point one, no way. Like, I know Sarabia didn't do much, but I don't pot was just so bad. And ever since that Dortmund game, he's been so bad. And like uh, yeah, said, I, I've, I've mostly been a defending pot guy, but I don't know. I think I officially don't think I can defend him anymore. Yeah, James. He's officially he's out of form. He's in a funk. He needs something needs to happen. In a big game, right? Why are you testing as guy at left back when he's not played there before for it's us? It's incredible. I, know to I know that he doesn't trust Fidel as much this season, but it's crazy that he doesn't trust him like seemingly at all or Neto. It's not even Fidel. It's Nuno Santos. It's even Vinagre, man. I, I I feel like would be a better fit than this guy. At least he's an actual left back, and he's played against Premier League teams before. Like he's not. He's not just a random. Like this guy. I mean, uh, where could this guy? Would he? Would it have been different if this guy was on the right side? Maybe because you no. Know, some of the crosses he did was with his left foot, but he's not left footed, so he's they're never going to go anywhere. But like. Nuno Santos being there, um, even Vinagre, yeah, Mat- Matheus Rice put there. He even didn't play he great was... against Porto. He just played great against Porto at left wing back, Matheus Rice. And that, for me, that is the reason why it's like, n- like Matheus Rice is playing well, dude, at that position. So it's like, why do you need to change it? Because you don't trust the center back that much. Damn. The only other bro. reason I think he could have changed like, it was it's crazy. You got to play someone out of position because you don't trust Vidal and Neto that much. That's kind of crazy to me. In the a massive reason, game. Yeah, the only reason, um, other reason I thought I he know. might I mean, Vidal and Neto are definitely sketchy in their own right, and they would have been in this game too in certain moments, I'm certain. But, like, he's yeah. not even in his regular position. And he's not even – he's been in very up-and-down form recently as well to top it off, you know. This guy hasn't been a, a world beater recently. He played decent against Porto, as we just mentioned, but like he's been the the target of a lot of ire recently for sure, and rightfully so often. Yeah, definitely more downs and ups, I would say. But um the only reason I think Amarim might have played him there, it was his four hundredth appearance as a professional footballer. And that is the only other reason I could think that Amarim was like, okay, go and get your four hundredth appearance and you know make it a good one. But now his four hundredth appearance is a five nil beating where he was I would say he was the worst. Him and Pot were the worst players on the pitch. I don't count Adan that much because Adan was let down mostly by his defenders. But just like his 400 appearances, him getting smacked on a world on a big stage, and like I don't think that's something he's gonna look back on. But, but no. just the whole that whole team selection. Get that even, like... Yeah, even Pot coming back. Right, I know he said that he like begged everyone to come back, and he was like. With the medical staff, like day in, day out, I just give please just give Marcus Edwards any minutes, give him to Batman. I know, I know. Minutes, this is another thing that really bothered me. It's like we're down five nothing, there's 30 minutes left. None of this matters. Like, let the boy get some running. Like, who, like, fuck, dude. And it's like, oh, he's not ready, he doesn't have the chemistry. It's like, well, go build How's he gonna get it? <laughs> go get some right now. None of this matters, you know. Yeah, that's. Uh, I tweeted about that saying like there's clearly not a plan for him, and I know people saying, "Oh yeah, it's till Sarabia leaves." Okay, Sarabia's not leaving until June. What? Fuck, what? What's right? He's not gonna play. He's not allowed to play until June. Jeez. 
And people saying, yeah, look at your guy. It took ages. Your guy took three months to like actually get some good minutes. So we're going to have to wait to what? April for Mark Silvers to actually like play a game, like a full 90 or, or like come off the bench. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like there's a plan to me for, to bring him in because he, he goes with Tabata. And I can't, you can say it's all Tabata. I know. And Tabata, it's like, bro, is Tabata going to be able to play at all the rest exactly. of the season? He might so be what, he's going to play years. this game and he's going to play this game and he's going to play the return leg and that's it the rest of the season. So why why does he need minutes then? That's Not the even point. that, but like to, I'm going to be honest, right? A lot of people liked better. I do not see the hype. He's had. A I few like good him. I like him, but I don't think he's better than Edwards or worth playing in this game. <laughs> I think he's the worst winger we have. I think Nuno Santos is better than him. I think Edwards is better than him. Obviously, Sarabian Pot, I think, are better than him. What about just think... like guys like Jovan and stuff like that? Okay, yeah. yeah I don't really count him because he's not here anymore. Okay, I'd, yeah. I'd say he's better than Jovan, but I just I just don't rate Tabata that much. And like, in, in yeah. I can't remember. He, he has his moments. He, he has his moments, but yeah. I feel yeah. like when he's, in, when he's on, he's on, but. The way he gets minutes, it's like it didn't. It doesn't really allow for him to like get on that much, you know. He's just coming yeah. on every once in a while. You're not really going to build that much rhythm doing that, so it's not like he can even really build rhythm, anyways. I mean, it was literally just another slim money performance by the way of him just coming on, not doing anything. Like, I mean, I got no. Man of the match, me. dude. You're talking about the man of the match right now. So, <laughs> uh, like, he's. I, I don't know what to say because obviously he's not played a lot. Like he's always come off the bench, but both times he's looked absolutely shit. What did you make of like Paulinho today in this game? I, I don't think I'd like Norman's good. Nah, like, it's it's tough, but he definitely was underwhelming in my eyes. I don't think there's much he could do just because I don't think Matthews Nunes helped him that much. The defense was shocking. Kawhi's especially really let me down in that game. I thought he, he did yeah. not. East, east from the get-go, he seemed just like not there. And even like when I know, obviously I don't know what goes on the bench, but you look at the images when Pop came off, like didn't like Stone Faith, didn't really care. Same with I think um, Paulinho. Poro came off and he was pretty much in tears. And I was just like, I mean, it shows because he was he was the only one trying. I thought not even Matthew Snoon, who everyone says Poro was literally. Poro was poor. I mean, he was losing the ball. He wasn't. He was. He wasn't. You know, he got a couple of good crosses in first half, but like, this wasn't a good Poro game. But yeah, you could tell he was at least battling. Um, yeah. I thought Matthias Nunes was battling as well. Um, See, Matthias Nunes got this thing where he just it looks like he's battling, but it's just him going on a run and eventually just losing <laughs> the ball. <laughs> also, this is also something I, I know. They have a couple players out of position, don't they? Yes, yeah, like Stones. Dunstone Stone doesn't typically play outside back, right? Yeah, only because Carl Cancelo Walker doesn't suspended. usually play, and, and Cancelo usually doesn't play on the left. Yeah, Cancelo plays Both on the left now. Cancelo for the last season has been. Oh, he's been, been playing on the left now. Yeah, they've been doing Carl Walker right and Cancelo left back. Okay. Um, oh, so I guess it's just stones, but it's like that's also the side that has guys on. So it's like, damn, bro. Like, well, they don't even have a recognized striker, really. I know it says Foden, but like, he's not a striker. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like a false nine. And just like, 
But it, they just kind of rotate. Like, the Bruins drifts out wide. They just, like, are free-flowing, you know? They're a good fucking team, you know? Good teams can do that, you know? They just, like, they know where each other are, so they can just kind of, like, drift where the space is, you know? And, Amrim, why bring Neto in now you see it second minute? If he did it at half-time, right? Understandable. What about the first sub was Ugar to shore up the defense, you know? Or to, to pack it in. And it, it was the, up, who was the he took up Pot for well, Ugar. Yeah, it was Pot for Ugar was the first sub, and I was like, damn. Dude, and then my teams went right. This is, just a, this is just a fucked up game. Man. <laughs> and then that, yeah. <laughs> it was literally just about like. The, about the dude, honestly, all it like basically like inexplicable subs. So, Salmani doesn't, it's fine, honestly. This game, because it's the fuck it, it doesn't matter mentality, let him get some run. But there's no reason Edwards shouldn't have, have gotten some run. Even Braganza, man, hasn't played in feels like weeks. Like, just let people play in this game. Like, what the fuck? This guy who's staying on the whole time, like, didn't come off. He was there the Poisoning whole time. our eyes. <laughs> like, it's uh, Vinagre was on the bench. Was would he really like? Yeah, well, now we're just getting another cap. He's, yeah. dude, he's, we're fucked, dude. I mean, because it's like even if, if Vinagre, like, if you just like are like fuck it, let's just put Vinagre in. It's like he plays well, and then he like gets in a good run of form. Dude, we cannot pay ten million for fifty percent of his pass. Like, even if he gets in good form for like four games, like I don't care. He's not worth it, you know. Yeah. Um, so our hands are just so tied with him. I feel like. I'm just gonna we're gonna still speak about the game, but we're gonna move on to some of the Twitter questions because I'm not gonna lie, most of them were about City more more than um the the Porter game. So let me just get it up. We got Lauren first and goes. What were the biggest lessons that Amarim would have learned from the city leg, the first leg against City? Sorry, and will he use those uh, lessons to help grow the team and improve further? To me, right? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, like w- there is no lesson to be learned here. Like, okay, the Esguia one, yeah, that's a lesson, but like, I don't know why. Like, no one knows why. It's just him being stupid, I guess, or stubborn, whatever. I'm trying to think because, like, obviously it was as guy it would be as guy versus Mares, right? And Mares, don't get me wrong, isn't the quickest, but he's definitely he's got skills and he's a skillful player. And I'm pretty sure he burnt as guy every single time. Surely you'd want someone like Nuno Santos who is will get stuck in and will literally like kick him and like fair enough, I get yellow con the first 10 15 minutes, but will just be someone who like. Dribble past me again, and I'm going to break your leg. That's what I would imagine what Nuno Santos would be like against Mario. <laughs> yeah. Which at least would have been like, like show. Something that I thought was desperately lacking, like the intangibles, you know? Yeah, so basically, Lawrence, to answer your question, no. <laughs> like, he, and it's like he it's a lesson. It's a lesson that he would have, in theory, already learned when he's taken another shellacking earlier in the season, right? Exactly, and like he just never changes formation. A perfect time to change the formation would have been straight away. Like I hate seeing players come off before halftime, right? But if you're two 0 down, you've got to be like, or three 0 down, you've got to be like, okay, something's not working. So it's got to be. 
Either you bring off a centre-back for a striker or a winger or just change formation entirely. Just throw a third midfielder in there. Something. You got to do something, dude. You know? Yeah. Um, next question is, is from Lauren as well. Um, should any changes be made to the starting eleven? Do you think? Uh, for well, obviously, the suspension will get into like the preview. It's but... very easy in hindsight to say that as guy who should not have played left back, <laughs> and he should have ridden I'm... with Fidal and Brace at left I mean, back. But, come on, though. not even in hindsight, just in general. <laughs> you say, yeah. Every when it went when the, the news was leaked because it was leaked by a baller actually in the morning. Who said that he was going to start yeah. there? And everyone was like, "What the drone fuck?" Drone at fucking training or something? They got a drone at uh. Yeah, I'll tell you. A ball off the scoops as well. They they were first to report Slimani, even though they said it was a done deal when it wasn't. But they were the first to report it, and now this. So maybe a ball is the new record. A ball is is a ball. Did they get a new? Did they maybe they hired a new journalist that for to do sporting stuff, who's got more connections or something? Because a ball, yeah, we used to meme on a ball for just being just one hundred percent just all fabricated stories about sporting, but yeah, yeah. recently. But um, basically, the question I want to ask from this is: Would you drop pot right now? Um, I think that he just should have probably not come into this game and not rushed it. And yeah, but now you can't drop him because then he'll, you'll completely shoot his confidence. You have to keep playing him, especially against Estudio and just hope that he can figure it out, you know? Yeah. And like, they won their first yeah. game in like two months, uh, last weekend. So I guess they're like riding somewhat high, but it's not a team that is like, they started out well, but they're not world beaters, you know? Yeah. Um, Paul Rodriguez is pretty much the same question which we just answered, but um, do you think Amarim's like, preference of 3-4-3 three, three is too predictable now? Especially if the team's looking at a game plan. What? Fuck. Sorry, Am did I, I, back did I look out there? Yeah, you, you're back. Uh, um, yeah, it is It is definitely predictable. Um, it's. I feel like you know who's always going to play striker, you know, like some other wingers. The, like, yeah, I feel like if you're game planning for sporting, there's very, like, you know how Jesus would sometimes do like a surprise, quote unquote, like start like a Raphael Leon or, you know, do something weird, you know, uh, like start, went throughout like midfield. Um, I remember he started Matus Pereira against Porto and it's like his first ever game in the center mid. Yeah, I, mean, I just I feel like we're not. He's Ruben Amoni's not a manager for that, and I think we're pretty predictable to plan for. I mean, obviously it's still difficult to beat us, but you know what we're gonna do. Yeah, and who do you think is the player is going to be missed the most from like the suspensions? I would say it's got to be Kwasi. Yeah. Like even because yeah. as much as I love Polina, don't get me wrong, I think you guys more than capable of just coming in and just. Yeah, Ugarte can come in. Tabatha, we have replacements for. Um, race, we would miss race though if he's suspended. Yeah, because then like, you gotta go as Gaio again at left back. You gotta go as Gaio. <laughs> I mean, most of the other questions of this, we've we've been through Porto, we've been through the punishments, been through City. Um, approach we've been through there was one question i pretty much missed 
Let me check. Um, yeah, Andrew, you're a bit off topic, but do you think Befica will catch us? Uh, I don't think so. Can, can it happen? So. Yes. Like, it could happen. Did, it could certainly yeah, happen. Yeah. Especially all takes like, the tide to turn a little bit more, but I don't. I don't think that the tide has turned that significantly. We still have a two-game advantage, four points, right? Um, we still play, right? Again, um, yeah. I'm not. In my mind, I'm. I'm still chasing the title. Um, yeah. Not securing second. Obviously, that could change on any of these weekends, but in my eyes, not yet. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, you can go two ways. You have a comeback from this five-nil, and you come back like I guess just a real fired up and like ready to ready to come back and like beat them. Or you can it goes the other way where it's just you know the players are dejected, Amarim's sort of lost his head and he's lost his head, and and it goes and it goes on to like a, a losing streak, which I, I think the mentality of the squad is is better than that, but. You just never know. You just never know. Like it feels, down it, I mean, based on their based on their posts and stuff, um, it seems like they're in the right headspace. Um, but do you reckon it's them posting, or is it like a PR, like a player's PR? Or... Uh, some of it, some of them, it is. But overall, I don't think it's. I don't think it's that bad, to be honest. I mean, I yeah, a lot, lot of messages are the same. Like, think about a club who's got, like, just a, just a locker room that's in just such shambles, like uh, like Manchester United or something. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that there's a massive locker room divide or something. Um, I don't think anyone's lost confidence in Amoy. I don't think there's, like, a player rift. Um, yeah. If anything, there's just, they just feel pressure on them now, right? Because there's, yeah. like... We're still chasing Porto. We had a good opportunity. We blew it, sort of. We were kind of unlucky, obviously, but we didn't get it done. And, yeah, we got shellacked against a top club in the world, but we didn't really even put our best foot forward either. Um, so, yeah, I just yeah. – uh, for me, at least not yet, that's not a fear of mine. That's fair enough. And to me, Man City could pretty – I reckon they could do that to, like, 90% of teams – I'll even say about ninety-five percent of teams in world football in general that they could beat five nil, six nil, four nil. Like, I just wanted to see a bit more because you pretty much as soon as the first end goal, first sorry, first goal went in, you knew you could just tell a, that it was going to be more than one. More, <laughs> there's more a five-minute review, and then it's after the review, it's just the let. Which down, I, I could have sworn know? the Bruin was offside. I could have sworn it. And I still see it. I'm like, I he's know. still offside. Like, I know. I know. Dude, after the shot, his foot is literally like, you know, he's out of bounds partially. It's like, fuck. Um, but I guess that doesn't matter if he's offside on. It's the one before that he's, I guess, marginally onside, but on. Yeah. Um. And, in, okay, in terms of the actual performance in the game, we'll move on. But in terms of the actual... I wanted to touch on a, a controversial topic, which is I know me and you disagreed with it in the chat yesterday. You were saying that cheering and like showing support at a 5 0 is just a bit 
Like, it just wasn't for you. This is not what you would do. And I just I saying it was some, it was a yeah. good thing. But, like, yeah, what were, your, what were your thoughts? I'm more, it's not so much that I, um, Back now. I think you're back. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> I just, I literally, when I got, well, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's you or me. It could, could be me. Um, I think Let's it was see. me because I got the little spinning circle. Yeah. Well, what I was saying was like, I don't think that the team necessarily like should it be supported, should it be cheered on. Um, I, I think that the team should always be supported. I think the team should be always back. I think that the team should be sold out every weekend. I don't think that there should be 21,000 people average attendance at home. Um, to be honest, for me, for me, I understand that I have a different position on this. I understand wages in Portugal. I understand. But for me, when I see that there's 21,000 people average and then we play Man City and it's a packed house, it's it's corny, right? It's a bunch of fucking, it's a bunch of plastic fans. That's what I think, at least. Who are the 30,000 that, that closed that gap, you know? You're not there every week, and maybe you have good reason to be there. You don't have, you have, or you have a good reason to not be there every week. Um, but for me, um, if I had, if I was, it was on the right side of the ocean. I, I think that you know, even if it broke the bank, whatever. I, I think that I'd find a way. And to be honest, I was thinking about it too. Like the Man City game alone costs like half as much as a game box. So if the excuse is the finances. How are you paying to go to the most expensive game of the season? Then, um, side note, I guess that's not that's not the main point. But yes, the team should always be supported. Um, and if you boo them after this game, they go into the Estudio game maybe with less confidence. So yeah, clap them off, right? You clap them off every game, right? Clap them off every game. Um, for me, the thing that bothered me more than the clapping itself was just the narrative around it, and then. We it's just like we're the we're the spirited losers, you know, like Guardian, BBC. I'm seeing international press, brilliant sporting fans clapping down five nil. Like we're just the we're just the ten out of ten spirit. for that English accent, by the way. Oh, <laughs> ten out of ten. We're just we're just we're just the dudes who get slapped around, um, but but cheer nicely, and it's like, and then I see fans of us just taking that and running with it and it's like oh we're the best we're the best it's like we got fucking smashed and we didn't even we didn't even play well we didn't even stand a chance we didn't even look like ourselves it's just it's completely dog shit saying we're the best fans when 30,000 of these people aren't there every weekend um it's corny and I don't even think it's true you know we're not the best fans 21,000 is not the best fans sorry it's not um I get it. I'm not trying to be like classist or anything. I understand, but I'm just saying the reality of the situation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from from the perspective that I see that you you've got, I agree to an extent. But like like James was was saying in the chat, it's just an acknowledgement of of the belief. Like no one. I, I'm not gonna like. I didn't think we'd get to the round of sixteen. Like I. Okay. I, I thought we would have, but like saying it will happen and then actually it happening is two different things and like especially after the final loss against Ajax I was like yeah there's no way there's no way we're going to come back from that and a miracle we did and that was the team and like okay 
I, I at first when I heard the clapping and I saw the scarves, I was annoyed. But then like you sort of look back on it and like, okay, look how far we've come. We were losing to we weren't even in the Champions League. We weren't even qualifying in the Europa League like two years ago. It's not that far. It's not. It's not long. Long gone. Uh, no, we've, no, it's we've not ancient history. Yeah, exactly. We've gone from there to league champions to that's the league of champions um, to qualifying into the round of sixteen for the last time since two thousand nine. I'm not gonna lie; it's definitely looking like another ten one, like or eleven one result that's, that's coming our way. But at the end of the day, like, I mean. Was I impressed with the performance? No, not in a million years. But I think it was good of them to to cheer them off. And I agree with what you were saying. The narrative did annoy me as well, where it was like the the media running with it and being like, oh, yeah, it was really good. Like Gary Lineker tweeted it, tweeted it as well. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's great. But like, I mean, why? It's just difficult to say that, like, okay, like... It is a good thing, but like, well, I wanted the headlines to be sporting come close in a loss or like sporting hold to draw, not sporting lose five nil and, and celebrate. But I mean, I, I, I liked the celebration. The one thing I disliked, and I know everyone is going to agree with me, and if they don't, I think you're ridiculous, is people filming Bernardo Silva, Ruben Diaz, all of these Man City players after they scored it. They were sporting fans, they were wearing. The, the, the colors it wasn't their away section or the, we i saw a tweet today that was like a benfica fan wearing like a sporting half and half scarf cringe ever. that's cringe too but this is cringe in a different way yeah they were literally like you saw like i'm not it was literally you saw the older generations like looking down like just like oh like what's going on and you see people just like watching Ruben Diaz and Manolo Silva and Phil Foden and Raheem Sane. I'm like, put your phones up. Ick, like an ick, whatever it is, like a pet peeve of mine, is people being on their games at the game. Like, if you're all like watching at home, I don't mind like you going on Twitter or whatever or Instagram because I do it. But like, at the game, it's just like, put your phone down and just watch. And like, if you want to record our celebrations, fine. But if, if you're recording an opposite team celebration, I despise you already. Like, what's the point? Why are you filming not only Man City, but Bernardo Silva, uh, like, uh, uh, Lampion, he, he would admit, he admits it himself, Lampion, by, by heart, and, you know, don't get me wrong, fantastic player, one of the best in the world, I believe. But I'm not filming him. I'm telling him to fuck off, and I'm booing him like they did. How can you boo Bernardo Silva, but then when he scores, take out your phone and record his celebration? How? Like, how does it make sense? But I don't know if, if you hold any different opinion to that. But no, no. I mean, to me, someone who films Bernardo Silva, a Benfica fan who comes to the game in a Man City jersey, someone who comes to the game with the strict intention of only getting a reserves jersey, there's just a lot of cringe going on right now, um, and I feel like. It's increased in re- recently. Like it, it, it has not always been like this. It is definitely like winning the title, getting like younger fans that you know, you know, when we just were, you know, finished third. And I understand like our current moment is like leading to like younger fans picking it up for sure. 
But, like, I also think that it's leading to, like, excess cringe as well. Both online and in person. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it was you that sent me the tweet about someone tweeting to Pedro Porro, like, oh, yeah, because we lost, send me a shirt. He was like, okay. Like, I mean, and then Poro agrees. And Poro agrees to do the shirt. And I guess he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. But the, sh- it's, the shirt thing is, it is starting to get under my skin. I know Danny's the one who doesn't care about it. But if this keeps up at the same rate and, like, continues growing, bro, like, I feel you, like it's well, no, start to piss everybody it. up. You don't see it any Benfica fans don't do it. Poro fans don't do it. Like, you in the UK, right? Okay, R- Ronaldo and Messi are two different ones. They're on their own spectrum. If you want to hold up a sign saying Messi or Ronaldo, give me your shirt, fair enough. Like, okay, those are ones you can't get. I'm not saying, like, I don't want to disrespect any of the reserve players that or the sub bench, but when it's like, I don't know, Andre Paolo, please give me your shirt, or Joel Virginia, give me your shirt, or give me your gloves, or just something like that. It's just like, come on. Like, he is cringe, like you said. It's cringe, and it's like, if I'm if I'm a player, right, and I like Andre Paolo, right, he's not. I don't think he's he played once, and that was after we won the league to get him a, a medal. I'm annoyed if someone's like, "Oh yeah, give me your shirt," because you know that surely he knows that like they just they just want the shirt. Yeah, they think it's like, a higher odds of getting it because they think less people are asking him. You know, like no one's saying telling me, "Oh yeah, Andre Paolo is a great goalkeeper." I was like, "How have you seen him? He's on the he's literally he's literally all no, time. He's never played a game for the singers." <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I and to everything. be honest, I think I think that's why that this is happening. It's because it's like it's like a definitely like a younger fan. Um, originated thing but it is definitely like leaking into other segments of the fan base and dude i mean you could just say that this is just like piecing over cracks and trying to connect dots where they're not there but i i don't want to be a club of packed for big games and like loaded up with signs and you know people who want to come and see the big game and then like empty you know fucking 80 percent of the other time like that's not a club that I want to be, and I also don't think that's a healthy direction for the club either, or a sustainable one. Yeah, but like compared to what it was when I when I went to Dortmund, I I didn't see many like people saying like give me your shirt. There was I, I don't know if he had a sign because he was on my right, like directly in the same row. But Thiago Tomas came and gave his shirt, and like I just like like the more like it's, this is like being stupid. In uh, I agree that I'm saying it to be stupid, but like. It's like more organic, like when a player. My first memory of a football game, actually, I went to Chelsea versus Ipswich in I think 2007 or 2008, and Didier Drogba came to where I was sitting and gave a shirt to like a disabled fan to my left or right, and like that's an organic moment. And it's like, okay, what 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 a great guy he came to give his shirt to like one of the like I assume. Or when they go, they cut. They're like, all right, I'm giving it to somebody, and I'm looking. Who am I going to give it to? Yeah. yeah. Well, you just, or they just like chuck it. Or and now, but like, here, here's, here's how it is. It, it, as we just talked about, it is now past that because he's not coming over. Look. He's coming and he's looking to see the find the person that he fucking was tweeting with, which is like, fuck, that's like, <laughs> it's yeah. not organic at all. It's so far from that at this point, you know? Yeah. 
That's even less organic than just bringing a sign and hoping he sees the sign. You're bringing a sign, like saying, like you promised this on Twitter. You're like, yeah but, yeah, but now, like, what if we lose and she brings that sign? Well, obviously, I'm not planning to lose to Estoril or draw to Estoril. But, like, if she's bringing a sign that says, yeah, give me your shirt, we've just lost to Estoril, does Poro have to give it to her? <laughs> is he is he going to be, like, some, some villain if he doesn't? Or is it just going to be, like, okay, we lost, you're not getting my shirt, or, yeah, you're getting my shirt, which either way, it's just, like, he becomes a villain. Because if he gives them a shirt after a loss, then I think you're a bit... Like, why would I want your shirt when you've lost? If that makes sense. But I don't know if Chris is still here. <laughs> can you hear me? I I can hear you now. I, I didn't hear what you said. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I said I'm gonna be watching Poro like a hawk after the game to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's move on to pretty much our final thing, and that is um the league table. I'll just get it up now. Um, obviously, after the Porto game, um, we are still still six points and behind Benfica, only four points behind now. So really, no room for error on our part. And um, again, we play surreal without Polina, without Cuartes, and without Tabata, um, and potentially without um, Matus Race. But um, Chris, what are your predictions for that game? I got us bouncing back um, and getting a win again. I don't, I don't think it'll be easy. I think it'll be complicated. Um, and yeah, I hope that I, they're, I know they're giving out free tickets for the Ashton game um, because, you know, that, that Champions League hangover, a lot of people don't usually come or there. We got a shellacking. How likely are they to come to Ashton Deal? If the, if the attendance is still poor despite free tickets, I'm actually concerned. I'm really hoping to see at least thirty to 35,000 hopefully more like if what the people who are like trying to be the cringe people that are like this is the best club in the world best fans in the world the fans will respond by selling that place out again at least forty thousand will be there for this game to respond after that five nothing to root them on i hope that that happens i really i really do but i'm very i'm also intrigued to see what happens as well um because i'm not entirely convinced that that's gonna happen um but I think we win one nothing, and I think it's a bit complicated, but we get the job done. Little Paul yeah. keeps his form in the league hot. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a, a difficult game. I think Estoril, when we last played them, were a difficult opponent. I know you said they only got their, um, they got a win last weekend. They've been, I think they've been, they haven't won in like seven or eight before that. But like, they're still a good team, and like, they're still seventh for a reason. And like, I don't think anyone predicted them to be seventh as well. But but they play well. Um, they've got good players. Um, Giles, I, I think please don't score against us. Yeah, last game he he beat Paulinho, wasn't it? It was him and Paulinho who got into. Was it was it him and Paulinho? I think he fouled Paulinho, and he then was like some shoving or whatever. So I don't, I don't know if there's any bad blood still there. But um, yeah, I, I agree. It's going to be a, a difficult game. I'm probably going to go. I'm gonna go two. I'm gonna go two nil. But it's gonna be a two nil that is like we score like close to the the end of the first yeah. half and then score like the 90th minute as well. Yeah. Like a yeah. Attack. And I'll go for Paulinho and I'll go for I'll go for a Poro goal as well. Mm. But um, yeah, 
and then he can give his shirt to said. He person. can comfortably give his shirt after a good win that he scored, and no one has to worry. <laughs> exactly. But um, did you have any loose ends or modalities you wanted to cover? I actually didn't even do the modalities because I figured we would a go long and b have Aaron here. So I was just like, I'll save it all for the next one. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I think we've pretty much covered the majority of the loose ends, like Polina. Yeah, I think we have covered the loose ends. But yeah, modalities will be for next time. Cool. Well, on that note, we lost note, a port think... on roller hockey. We lost a port on roller hockey. One in basketball and ladies footy. One handball. One. Um, yeah, critical ones. Cool. I just want to add that Porto's next game is against Moritz away, which I think will be a difficult test for them. That's always tough for them. They always struggle there for I mean, some Moritz, reason. I don't even know where they are on the table. They're not top half. They're, they're, in, the, they're in the relegation place. They're 16th. Oh, yes. So, so, so needs to do a, a big favor, really, and take a point off they just I think lost if anyone's going to, it's him. They just lost the family come 5 nothing in their last game, but they won the game before that. Like four nothing, so <laughs> inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, we need we need Sapinto to come in. Yeah, we really um, need a Sapinto masterclass, please, dude. If it's any, if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be him. Like like Petit does for Benfica all the time. Has like, uh has that Belgian international gotten any burn yet? I haven't tracked him. I have not tracked him either, to be honest. Did you see the thing about Kelvin for Benanens? Yeah. Oh, sorry, be sad. Be sad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's awesome. They just signed random dudes. They were trying to sign like Solomon Kalu. Um, it's just a meme team, dude. Did, did like, you see what happened with Kelvin? Though. Oh, is he not coming anymore? He didn't get registered because the the law, I believe, in the league is that they've had to play football within like the last six months. So apparently, Kelvin didn't. Or I can't remember exactly, but basically, he's been, sent back to, he's been sent back to Brazil. Oh my god! So they didn't even sign him. No, they they waited two, they waited like two days after deadline day as well. If they did it in that window, it would have been fine. Oh my god, dude! Please get relegated. <laughs> but anyway, I think I think we'll end it there. It's been a good one. Um, again, sorry for Aaron not being here. Unfortunately, again, not very well. So, so 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 couldn't come in. Hopefully, he feels better and we can have him on for next week. Um, but I have been Sam. That's been Chris. Um, thank you for joining us. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Twitter, Instagram. And SoundCloud. SoundCloud, I actually didn't realize this, but we actually do get a quite quite decent amount of viewers. Yeah, people listen on SoundCloud. I can't see the Spotify, at least not from the non-admin end. So, do we have more Spotify, on Spotify or SoundCloud? Spotify isn't great, to be honest. Like More SoundCloud? Uh, YouTube and SoundCloud are the bigger ones? Yeah, I, I feel like YouTube ones, you can also see us as well. So, you can also see like yeah. if, if we have anything up as well. But, like, I mean, I think it's like 10 and a list like 10 listeners per spotify but like you can also i'll, I'll share like the details with you but like you can only see you can see like when people click off or like for fast forward and stuff so yeah definitely some metrics in there but anyway um thank you all for joining us and until next time we shall see you later <laughs>